G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Before we do kick this one off, I just want to apologise. We did have some technical issues throughout this podcast. Uh, I know we all live in a world where we're used to Zoom and whatnot, but I really don't like putting out content uh, where we have technical issues and stuff. So myself and Rando, we sat down after this podcast. We sorted all of that sort of shit out. So it will not be a problem in the future, I can guarantee you that. Uh, But I do apologise. There are a couple of breaks and a few times the internet fell out throughout that podcast. I've edited it as best as I possibly can, uh, but it is what it is. I'm also just a huge believer in the stats and all the work that Random Stats Guy does. I absolutely love his unique content, so always going to put out his content no matter what the uh, quality is like because I'm a big believer in what he does, and I want all of you guys uh, to get around him and follow him and support him in every way possible because there's not many guys working as hard as he does as far as content in rugby league goes, and I always appreciate guys that put in a massive effort. So last time that the quality We'll be a little bit down. We've sorted it out for next week, and we'll be flying once again then. So once again, guys, apologies. Don't like uh, putting out content that isn't absolute top shelf for you guys, but uh, sometimes it can't be helped, unfortunately. Let's kick off the podcast, and make sure you go and follow Random Stats Guy on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere you can possibly find him. I think he's going to really add a lot uh, to your rugby league content experience. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Joining us once again for his weekly segment, Random Stats Guy, what's doing, mate? Mate, uh, a great magic round. What a week. Um, even better that I tipped seven out of eight there. I got a lot of messages mm. from a lot of mates saying, how the hell did I pick those, some of those games? But um, it was the Seagulls who let me down in the end. But other than that, uh, a great week for uh, tipping for me. So can't be, uh, can't be too mad. Mate, there wouldn't be many that would have gone more than, I reckon, five or six out of eight this week. Yeah, mate, uh, we're running a tipping comp at the moment, and uh, I was the only one to get seven. Not, I'm not bragging at all. I'm not bragging at all, but I'm just saying, statistically, looking pretty good there. Tell you what, you do a good uh, impersonation of someone that's bragging. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, Magic Round, an absolute cracking weekend. I thought Team of the Week was incredibly difficult this week. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to go this weekend, but we're going to give it a red-hot crack, mate. My fullback, I went with Jaden Campbell from the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, his return game, I thought he was sensational. Uh, who did you have? I, I, I thought he was the best fullback, but I didn't really think there was an overall standout this weekend by a country mile, so I'll be interested to see who you go with. Yeah, I think um, Jaden played a really good game in his comeback match as well, but uh, the stats didn't really point to any fullback. I had to scroll down. It was actually lower than all the wingers on top of that. Um, and it was Blake Taff who, who taught the eye out for uh, me, which is an absolute, I know I was saying this, I was looking at the stats formula the same way, um, but he had a really good game, Blake. He, um, he created more opportunities than any other fullback um, with uh, th- uh, two tries, an assist and a try. Um, he had two line breaks, uh, touched the ball more times than any other fullback made five more tackles than, um, say, a Teddy who was also in the um, in the mix. But um, for me, Blake Taff was on top. Mate, I'm not sure if I would have picked Blake Taff as the best fullback in his game, let alone the best of the weekend. 
Yeah, absolutely. Reese Walsh um, scored really highly as well, but he just didn't have that much about over Taff. And I'm not a big Blake Taff fan myself, but uh, statistically, uh, we the points pointed towards him. Now, I, I know that I've asked you before, do you take goal kicking into consideration for that? Uh, I do, but not too much. It's only about it's only worth two points um, if they kick a goal and then they get punished if they miss a goal. And Blake uh, missed two as well. So you get two points for kicking and two got kicks, two points for missing. Actually, in saying that, Reese Walsh kicked a heap of goals, to be fair. So, yeah, anyway, good good knock by Blake Tav. I don't think I was ever going to get that one. My two wingers, uh, I'm reasonably confident. I've got Selwyn Cobbo and I've got Tuolagi from the North Queensland Cowboys. Your side, how did these two go? Um, I actually had neither of them. Corey Oates, I had over Selwyn Cobbo, to be honest. I thought he had a really good game. A lot of running meters compared to uh, Selwyn Cobbo. I think the line breaks as well. Cobbo scored most of his uh, tries off kicks compared to Corey Oates, who ran a bit more and made more line breaks. Um, and then I had uh, the winger for the Warriors, Marcelo Montoya, um, on top of that, just beating out um, Selwyn Cobbo um, as well. So... Those were my two wings, but Murray Tolongi and um, and Cobo were the next two very close behind. I had Corey Oates on my bench. I'm going to take that one, but uh, the other two, <laughs> absolute duck eggs. My two centers, surely Isaac Tungo, he gets one gig. And the other one I had, Peter Hiku. Who did you have? Um, I like Targo as well. Two tries, of course. Um, really killed it. And I had Moses Sully in a losing side. I thought he played yeah. really well. 183 meters for the Dragons. Um, set up a try and scored one himself in that game, so very involved. Yeah, mate, he, he killed it. I actually thought he was a little bit uh, underrated as far as our uh, team of the weeks went this week. Mate, moving into the halves, um, I've got Jerome Luai. Uh, just because of the opposition and everything, I've got a feeling your stats might say Cody Walker, though. Who did you have? I did have Jerome Luai here, mm. so you do get that one. That was a good uh, pick. He obviously scored a try um, and was also... Handy and setting up a few others as well. So a great knock from Luai there against Storm. How far away was Cody Walker? Uh, Cody Walker was the second best uh, bet, second best shot here. So Luai obviously ranked around 80 points. Um, not as high as the other halves. Um, or well, the sevens, shall I say. Um, and then Cody Walker was uh, 75 for the week. Mate, some pretty hot sevens getting around on the weekend. But personally, I couldn't go past Ren Diggity on Friday night, I think it was. Did you have Adam Reynolds? I actually had uh, Mitch Moses in a losing team. I thought he was unbelievable. Uh, obviously, scored a try. He set up the two others, um, as uh, both tries of game as well, on top of that, and kicked for 534 metres. Adam Reynolds, I thought, was really underdone here by my formula, but I think his running game really copped it. Um, if he ran the ball a bit more, easily would have been in the um, the first uh, halfback there to be picked, um, but he was ranked fourth out of all the players Mate, let's move to the front row. I had Josh Papali and I had big David Clemmer from the Newcastle Knights. Who did you have? I had Josh Papali and I had a guy who was um, who's recently just been uh, called out, uh, actually, by Billy Slater, Mo Fodawaker. Um, I had him as my top statistical player. I heard that Billy was talking about how Fodawaker hasn't really shown much this year. Well, that was a standing performance right there. But, yeah, you can't go past Big Papa with his try as well. Did Clemmer make your side at all, bench or anything? He's on the bench. He is okay, on the bench. We'll take that. Beautiful. All right. Let's move to Hooker. Really tough one. I, did, I didn't really think there was an obvious standout this weekend, especially when Harry Grant was quiet. I went Reese Robson from the North Queensland Cowboys. Who did you have? 
I really like Damian Cook in this game. I thought he was um, really brilliant. He scored a try, um, plenty of running meters out of dummy half as well when he when the Rabbitohs were on fire in that first half. So he might have racked up all his points in the first half, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, he, he was the standout in nine. Was Robson far off? Uh, Robson wasn't too far off at all. About rated eight points behind uh, Damian Cook. All right, back rowers. Uh, one of them I'm confident I will get, Isaiah Papaletti. I'm sure he will be there as he is just about every fucking week. The other one, I went Mitchie Barnett in his return game. I thought he was great for Newcastle. Who did you have? Mitch Barnett, sensational. I had him on my bench. I had a, an actual, a bench player starting in my second row. Ryan Madison, Madison. I thought, mm. was exceptional for the Parramatta Eels. 10 tackle breaks, 179 metres in that try, and then you can't go past Isaiah Papali'i, man, he's not having second-year syndrome at all. He's going to be a great uh, find for the Tigers. Hopefully, um, he, he does really well next year for them. But, yeah, a double, 183 metres, and uh, also made 36 tackles on top of that. Mate, he's laughing in the face of us, second-year syndrome, isn't he? I, I honestly think he's got better. His season this year has been absolutely insane. I just put out um, the top players of the first 10 rounds, and he's the number one forward in tackle breaks, number one forward in runs. He's also in the top 10 for run meters and post-contact meters, and he also sits 16th in tackles. So all around the board, he's performing really highly. Mate, lock forward this week. Uh, I went back to the well with Isaiah Yo. Did he get the gig in your side? He may be leading the daily end, but he didn't take this one out uh, this week. I had Tino from the Gold Coast Titans. Oh, interesting one. He made a couple of errors and he dropped a – I think he had three drop balls and four penalties. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I think he must have done just enough outside of that just to just to sit into that lock position. But Isaiah Yo was, uh, was one point off him. Yeah, he, he did. I had a look at his stats the other day because I, I, I was going to mention him and, and then I got to the errors column and sort of went, ooh, I don't know about that. All right, mate, I had Reuben Cotter on the pine. Did he get a start on your side? I had uh, Junior Tola over him, 200 metres, um, really strong attacking game for Junior and so that's why he took that spot. Obviously had Reynolds, Clemmer and Barnett also among those players on the bench. Beautiful, mate. Not too good for me this week. What did I get? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shit. I'm getting worse just quietly. All right, mate. Let's move <laughs> into some of your random stats because there are some absolute crackers in here from Magic Ground. Uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, not a fan of Suncorp Stadium, huh? No, they haven't won since 2015. They've lost 10 games in a row at that ground. That now equals the record for most consecutive losses by a team at Suncorp Stadium since the Dragons, um, who had a, a pretty uh, shocking run um, back in the early 2010s. And, mate, Manly versus the Broncos, one of the biggest upsets of the weekend, the only game that you got wrong in your tips. Uh, Broncos 38 to nil, and it's the nil that's uh, pretty significant here, that duck egg. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Manly were one of the teams who hadn't been kept scoreless in, in, in a long time. Their last game that they were kept scores was that qualifying final against the Roosters back in 2014. Um, it also marked the Broncos' biggest winning margin over Manly since uh, their first ever game back in 1988. And anyone who was listening to the Channel 9 broadcast, it's probably the first time I've ever seen Fatty Vorden go against Manly because he just wanted that record uh, off, his, uh, off his books. 
Mate, I'm just thinking back to the last time they were kept to zero. That was the uh, that was the four nil. Was it Roger that scored that night? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was at that game. It was the game that uh, followed the double header when Cowboys almost Cronulla in that qualifier. Mate, let's move to the Rabbitohs v the Warriors. Um, tell us about the Bunnies, mate. Um, obviously, they scaved a win, uh, 32 points to 30. That 32 is really significant because in the, the two other Magic Round games they've played, they've scored 82 points in each of those. They beat Krona- uh, the Cowboys 32-16, that first one back in 2019. They beat Cronulla here and obviously 32-30 to this week against the Warriors. So uh, if you're a betting man, just remember, Rabbitohs to score exactly 32 points next Magic Round. Mate, the Titans and the Dragons went all the way to Golden Point. Uh, Isako coming up with a try there to win that one. Uh, it's been a while since the Titans have uh, tasted success in Golden Point. Yeah, absolutely. Their last win was 2017, but it's their first Golden Point win since 2014. Um, back then, uh, they beat the Bulldogs' William Zillman out of all the players in the world to, to kick a field goal kicked one over for the uh, Gold Coast Titans. But some, a bit of history here for Izarko. Comes the first player in history to score the Golden Point winner on three occasions, all in the wing position. Uh, Valentine Holmes kicked two Golden Point field goals way back in 2015, but that third field goal he kicked was in fullback position um, for the Cowboys uh, back in 2020. So Izarko, first player to score the Golden Point winner uh, three times or more uh, in, the, in the wing position. Mate, isn't that an unbelievable little piece of history? Yeah, he'll take that. He's only the third player to score uh, a Golden Point field goal and a Golden Point try. Sean Johnson and Josh Reynolds um, were the only other two to ever do that in those fashions. Mate, the Panthers and the Storm, uh, expectations to be the game of the year. Obviously, the Melbourne boys are missing a couple of uh, headline troops there. The Panthers came home with a big win. And um, at Suncorp, once again, of course, uh, Melbourne, they don't have the greatest record against the Panthers there. Yeah, absolutely. This is the first time, actually, that the Storm have lost back-to-back games against the same opponent at Suncorp Stadium. Now, they've only lost at Suncorp, believe it or not, six times. Um, they, The Broncos haven't been able to beat them twice in a row there. The only other team that could do it is Parramatta, um, who obviously beat them last time they played at Suncorp. Um, and they haven't played them at Suncorp yet again. I don't know when they will ever in their history. Um, maybe a magic round soon. But the Panthers, first team to do so, they beat them in that preliminary final. And then they beat them again this week. So pretty sensational stuff. And on top of that, I've got here, Scott Sorensen is now 25 games undefeated wow. coming off the bench, um, which is pretty insane. The, the, the sad thing is, and something that Ivan Cleary should probably look at, is each time he's started in between those games, the Panthers have gone on to lose. So keeping him on the bench is working so far because he's uh, doing a great job. That is now 17 games straight um, that he's won um, as well, regardless on which position he plays. I don't know if there's anything to read into that as far as Scotty Sorensen, but fuck, it's crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable. I mean, just pure luck. We got, uh, obviously, the great Michael Crocker, who holds the record for 32 wins. Um, sorry, 28 wins for 32s plus origin and stuff. 28 wins in a row for the Melbourne Storm during those uh, really good years between 2005 and 07. But uh, nothing um, has come up of 
such a record like this from Scotty. Mate, the Raiders and the Sharks uh, it was on Sunday afternoon. Uh, a big game for Supercoach players with just about everyone catching, captaining Nico Hines. Uh, very disappointing performance by the Sharkies. Uh, now, Ricky Stewart, uh, he's got a little piece here. Tell us about it. Yeah, obviously the Raiders have got the uh, wood over the Sharks in recent times. That's their eighth straight win um, against the club. It's actually the first time Ricky's uh, had that sort of streak since uh, the Knights back in 2002 across to 2006 where his Roosters beat the Knights eight times in a row. So it's only happened twice for Ricky, but he's uh, equaled his highest win streak against another club here um, with with that win over the Sharks on the weekend. And, mate, the last game of the week, the Cowboys and the Tigers, your side coming home with the Chocolates here. The Tigers having a few unfortunate injuries, but I still thought the better team won here. Tell us about your Cowboys. Yeah, something I'm proud to say, and I thought would was a really interesting one as well, considering they're such an attacking side. But they scored 30-plus points for the fourth consecutive week. Now, they've never done that in their history, the Cowboys, so um, a pretty historic moment there against the Tigers with that win. Now, mate, I could be wrong, but I remember last year putting up something on my page, a stat about it was the there was a game where it was the first time they'd scored more than, I think it was 34 points, might have been 32 points, since JT was playing back in 2018. So to go four on the trot, 30-plus, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that uh, stat you threw up as well that um, surprised me at the time, but yeah, uh, that's... Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. when beforehand they could barely get on the scoreboard, unfortunately. And thank God their defences uh, have become a, a lot better as well. Um, one of their best defensive starts to a season, for sure. Um, they're going to have to be like that against Melbourne uh, this weekend if they're, if they're the real deal. Now, mate, before your internet completely shits itself on us, let's get through the games this week. Rapid fire, Newcastle Knights and the Brisbane Broncos, Thursday night, 7.50. Who you got? Renault undefeated at Newcastle in his five games at the venue. I'm taking him to to de- get the Broncos home. Also, Milf back in the team. He scored in every game he's played at 5-8 at Newcastle. So that's three games in a row. So maybe a bit of money on him to score on his comeback. A narrative bet, huh? A narrative bet. Well, you got to love it. you got to love it. Absolutely love it. Friday night, West Tigers, Canterbury Bulldogs. Really tight one here. It is at Leichhardt Oval. I'm leaning towards Jackson Hastings. Boys, who have you got? Yeah, I like the Tigers here as well. It's an absolute myth that teams come back after their coach gets sacked um, the week before. Um, only three teams have done in their last 11 occasions. Thanks, Michael Pride, um, for that little stat there. Um, so I'm tagging the Tigers. Parramatta Eels and the Manly Seagulls, 755 from Combank Stadium. Uh, do the Eels roll on here or do the Seagulls bounce back? Jeez, well, Manly on a three-game win streak against Parramatta, but I've got to take the Eels here. I don't think Manly can uh, come back uh, from that 38-0 hiding. Super Saturday. I think this will be a really interesting one, and I'm feeling an upset in this game. The Dragons and the New Zealand Warriors. Who have you got? 
Game 100 for the Dragons at Cogra since they became a merger club. They've got a 50%, 58% win record there, but they've lost three of their last 10 at the venue. So I reckon the Warriors can bounce back here. Yeah, I like that. Cowboys, Melbourne Storm, potentially game of the week. It's it's definitely going to be the night of the week, Saturday night, with two with all the top four teams playing each other. The first instalment, Cowboys, Melbourne, up in North Queensland. We've seen Jerome Hughes named. I'm not convinced he's going to play this week. Are you taking Melbourne or are you taking the Cowboys? I'm a Cowboys fan, but the Storm's record over the Cowboys of recent weeks and if Jerome Hughes plays... Um, uh, I've got to take them. They're on a 12-game win streak against the Cowboys, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Mate, the other prelim final-like game, we've got the Sydney Roosters, who somehow are in fourth place, despite looking <laughs> so fucking bang average. They find a way to slither into fourth place, which is incredible, against the Penny Panthers at the SCG. Uh, crazy to see the Roosters playing at the SCG and be $3.50, but I think it's pretty fair. I've got the Panthers winning this one. Which way are you going? Yeah, I'm taking the Panthers here. They haven't lost to the Roosters since pre-COVID, so Penrith all the way. Wow, I don't even remember those times. 2 p.m. at Sunday <laughs> afternoon, we've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Canberra Raiders. Mate, are the, are the Raiders back, or, or is this going to be another disappointing chapter in the Raiders' history over the last few years? Mate, they surely have to be up for this one against an inconsistent Rabbitohs team. The Rabbitohs got pumped at Dubbo. Uh, 56 to 12 last time they played here. So I've got to go the Raiders just based on that vibe. Mate, the Gold Coast Titans and the Cronulla Sharks, they round out the weekend. I'm expecting a big bounce back here from the Sharkies. I think the turf will be fantastic for them up there. Hopefully it's a sunny afternoon. Are the Titans a chance of pulling an upset here? This is my upset of the round. The Titans have won their last three at Seabus by a scoreline of 108 to 24. Meanwhile, Cronulla have lost three of their last four at the venue. Uh, and I think they've only won one away trip this year as well. So um, I think Cronulla, that's why I tipped the Raiders last week. It's just the Sharks away from home. They're just not they're just not being able to play outside of Shark Park, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to take the Titans here for my upset. Mate, I had a couple of Sharks fans that messaged me earlier today and they said something along, along the lines of the Sharks this year. They, they have, they've won nearly all their games at home or whatever, but they haven't won a game outside of Sydney. I think they might have won one other game against a Sydney club somewhere, but uh, it's becoming a bit of a worrying stat, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, really troublesome lately for the Cronulla Sharks away from home. I mean, home, uh, I had a, a stat there that it's the first, only on three occasions that they won five, their first five games um, at Cronulla. Both times they either finished the premiers or minor premiers but away from home it's been uh pretty diabolical mate no doubt about it rando thank you for joining us once again where can the people find your facebook instagram what's doing yeah facebook instagram at random stats guy also check us out on spotify as well i'd also do a potty with our uh natty of course from weekly rubdown called chase your losses Nothing really to ride home about uh, last weekend, but uh, we're going again this week, so keep an ear out. Oh, I love to hear that. Oh, honestly, it puts a smile <laughs> on my dial, mate. You, you and Natty losing money, it, it gets me up in the morning. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough on Natty as well. Mate, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us again. Cheers, Guru. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. 
That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com code SUPER24.